It's time for Fish Facts TV. Quick little note, guys. Uh, this was actually recorded a week ago. I just have been moving and I've been working so much lately. We, I haven't been time to do the podcast. Um, I haven't had time to do any fishing. So bear with me. Uh, things are going to hopefully cool down uh, in time for lobster season at the end of the month. So uh, happy 4th of July. And I will hopefully um, talk to you guys at the end of the month, if not the beginning of July. Catch them up. Welcome to Fishcasting, the fishing podcast. I'm your host, Tanner of Fish Facts TV. Hey, everybody. And I'm Captain Tim. All right, guys. We got a quick one uh, we got to burn through today. I've been uh, burning the midnight oils lately and haven't had enough time to fish or make podcasts as much as I had uh, over the past year, I guess. So, uh yeah, I guess let's just get into it quick. This will be a shorty. Hopefully next week we'll be able to get you something a little longer. Sounds good to me, Tanner. And uh, I know you're in a rush. So uh, what did you get into this week, my man? So I've been trying to hit the beach in the morning. You know, I've been working seven days a week, uh, you know, eight to 10 hours a day. So I really don't have a ton of time. I can't really fish on the weekdays anymore. Uh, I mean, I can't really fish any day, um, but uh, I live close enough to the beach where I can sneak out there. You know, I leave here around 530, leave the beach around 730. I get a good hour and a half. Um, you know, it's productive sometimes. You know, I told you a couple weeks ago, I think maybe last week I got a, I got a pretty good snook. Um, this week, it's I haven't seen any snook seen a lot of stingrays. I actually saw an eagle ray uh, this morning, which was pretty cool. But this morning there was too much weed and the waves were too big to fish. Uh, the, the little success I did have was on Sunday morning. Um, and I saw a school, because what happens is I usually get there before sunrise. So it's, it's tough to find bait. So I just kind of blind cast right where the waves break because that's where those thread fins usually hang out. And it takes me a little bit, but usually once the sun comes up, I can find the pilchards. So anyways, the it's right almost exactly at sunrise, right at 6.30 and the shoreline just starts boiling. Um, and it's a school of three to four pound jack crevals busting pilchards onto the beach. So I'm able to just pick up a pilchard off the beach that jumped onto the sand uh, to escape these jack crevals. And I hooked up on one instantly, uh, fought it for a couple minutes. Um, I threw the cast net, got a couple more pilchards, got right back out there, hooked up on a second one, but I, I didn't get a strong hook set. So I missed that second one. Um, other than that, I got one other bite on a pilchard. I think it was a stingray, but it was in the, the sand spike. You know what a sand spike is? For those sure. of you who don't know, a sand spike is a, basically a PVC pipe cut to stick in the sand and basically act as a rod holder. So I had my big rod in the sand spike with a weight and, and my small rod um, just freelining live pilchards or live thread fins. And I think that it was a stingray because it didn't hook it right. I mean, obviously it could have been a snook, but it, you know, it was just a quick doubled over and then you know gone yeah that's the problem when when you got uh, the rod holder the the uh 
the sand spike fishing, you just, Hey, you don't feel the hook or, or you don't get a good hook set and you never know. It's always one of those, what could have been. It is, but you know, at least I got the nice Jack made, made it worth it. And like I said, I don't invest a ton of time doing this, just trying to get out there and doing uh, some fishing, but uh, you know, there, there's a new little spot by my new, uh, new house. So hopefully I can throw some, some lures in that canal and maybe pull out some snapper, some snook. So uh, we'll have to see, but uh, you know, that's like a five minute walk from my house. I feel like I'm only going to be working more over the next month and a half or so. So that might be my only uh, option moving forward. Yeah. That canal, is that part of the Miami river system or is it something completely different? Uh, it's, it's just a saltwater Creek. Um, it's not connected to the Miami river. It goes into uh, coral gables. It's, it's a fully, I think it's technically brackish, but it's primarily saltwater. I fished it a couple times when I used to have my little John boat. Um, mostly caught mangrove snapper, saw a couple snook, um, caught, I think I caught one jack. So, you know, it's your typical jack, snook, snapper, barracudas, probably tarpon. Um, and, you know, maybe if you go up a little ways, you can start getting into the peacock bass. But I feel like, you know, the area close to my house is definitely uh, saltwater or salty brackish. Yeah, I know you're going to miss the beach, you know, when there's uh, the mullet run and, and when you got the good snook bite. But it sounds like, you know, with, with the spot that close, uh, we'll be hearing about it and we wish you luck. Now, Tim, what about you? Uh, how, how was your uh, week of fishing? Yeah, th this week was, uh, you know, kind of getting back to my normal routine after being out in Oregon. Um, I did a little bit of backwater tarpon fishing. And uh, I made a trip up to Homosassa Springs to, to look around up there. I'm going uh, scalloping up there in a couple weeks and uh, staying at a new spot. And it's only an hour and 20 minutes from my house. So I wanted to, to check out the spot and, and, uh, and go to a local <laughs> seafood dive bar that we really like. So I didn't, I didn't do a whole lot of fishing this week, um, but was able to get over to Northeast St. Petersburg and did some canoe fishing and some brackish water canals uh, back over by my parents' place. And uh, I was very humbled this week. Uh, I think a couple of weeks ago, I told you I, I jumped five tarpon and one of those broke me off. Those little baby, you know, five to 10 pound tarpon, but I only got two bites uh, this last week. Um, one was on my first cast and it rolled up and it just missed my jig. And then another one uh, just completely I don't know what happened. Just didn't get hooked. Uh, didn't get any jumps. Didn't, didn't have really any left to speak of. No snook. Saw a ton of tarpon. And that, that's what was really frustrating as I saw them hitting bait and rolling all over the place. Um, primarily how I fish these uh, tarpon are sight casting them. I'll see them roll and then I cast into the general vicinity of where they were and, and work my lure and hope that they see it. But, uh, these canals I'm fishing are, are very dark, brackish water. Uh, the visibility is absolutely terrible. So I don't blame the tarpon for not seeing my bait, but uh, it, was, it was pretty frustrating for, for as many tarpon as I saw and as much fish activity as there was to, to not really even get a good hook on anything. So um, maybe we'll see what I can do this weekend. Weather is kind of shoddy for Saturday. I have some commitment Sunday. 
if the if the wind and the the rain forecast come down just a little bit, I'm gonna I'm gonna try some inshore um, because trout and redfish are now open in Tampa Bay. So we'll see what happens. Uh, hopefully, I have some good luck with the weather, and and then a, a fishing trip will come out of it. Yeah, it's it's always frustrating when you're when you're sight fishing and you and you can't catch anything. That's one of the I don't know if I would say it's redeeming factors of when I've been fishing on the beach lately because the pilchards are everywhere, but I haven't seen any snook, which, cause I remember last summer when I was fishing in the same place, I would see snook, you know, I, and I've walked quite a bit of beach and, you know, I've caught, I caught one snook and I had another day where I thought I saw one, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure. But these last three trips where I didn't catch anything, you know, I didn't affirmatively see any snook and I, I walked quite a bit of beach, but what you're talking about when you're seeing those tarpon like that, you're throwing everything you have at them. It's, it's just frustrating uh, when, when you can't get them and you know, you're there, but you know, a lot of times fish are smart. Um, you know, sometimes a uh, lot of different uh, factors can cause the fish just not to want to bite at all or not to want to bite your lure. Yeah, like you said, I, I threw a bunch of different presentations at them, um, all sorts of different jigs and setups and, you know, light fluorocarbon leaders, and I just couldn't get them to bite. And, and everything I threw at them uh, are presentations and lures that I've caught them on in the past. So I don't know what the heck's going on. Um, definitely want to get back over there and, and try to get one of those little guys. Uh, may, maybe if the weather's bad this weekend, I can go try that again. But uh it was pretty frustrating to, to not even really get a good hook on any of them. So uh, definitely something to be desired there. Wait a second, Tim. Did I ever tell you about my trip? Uh, I think it was sometime last week when we finally got our keeper mutton. No, I didn't hear about that one. You know, now that you're reminding me, uh, I know you mentioned uh, that you got one. So let's hear it, man. You're so busy. You forgot about a keeper mutton. Yeah. Yeah. That's that, that really puts it into perspective. I mean, we only fished, a few hours in the morning. Uh, the, the yellowtail bite was pretty slow. Um, I think we got two short yellowtails, um, one keeper yellowtail, two porgies. The bigger porgy was really big. You know, it, it was probably close to 18 inches. So one, one of the bigger porgies I've seen. Um, and then we got that, uh, that beautiful 20 inch mutton. Um, you know, they have to be 19, I believe, maybe 18, maybe 19. I'm not sure. I think it's 18 because we weren't in the park. But, uh, you know, long, long, I think we had like a 30 foot floral leader on there uh, with a frozen shrimp. And sure enough, uh, I think we were in 60 feet with a big uh, 12 ounce egg sinker. Wow. <laughs> I know you've tried a lot of different baits, live baits, big dead baits, but to catch that bad boy on a frozen shrimp, uh, <laughs> that's pretty remarkable. It is, you know, frozen. but the, the thing is, so there's two different types of frozen shrimp that they sell at my bait shop and uh, larger packs are like a flash frozen and they're a much, they're some of the best quality frozen shrimp I've ever seen, you know, some frozen shrimp are just kind of garbage. They fall apart. These, I don't know what they do to freeze them differently, but they, once they thaw out, they seem fresh dead. You know, it, it's not your typical nasty uh, frozen shrimp. Yeah, that's nice. Cause you know, one of the biggest issues with, you know, either keeping bait shrimp uh, and freezing them for another date to go fishing is you're absolutely right. They, they just turn to mush. You know, you put them on your hook and they just seem to disintegrate. Um, 
almost better used as chum for to get you know the bite going but that's uh that's nice that that you're able to find some really good frozen bait because keeping bait and you know having that in the arsenal is, is very very handy all right um we've been about about as long as i wanted to go wanted to run through this quick fish of the week something that most florida anglers are familiar with the atlantic threadfin herring um apistonema auglinum um i'll just start out a little bit about the threadfin herring it's it's your typical silver bait fish um you know i would say as far as bait purposes go from my experience they're basically interchangeable from a large menhaden or a large um, pilchard, you know, those five inch classes. Obviously you can catch little ones too, but the majority of threadfin herrings I've used um, are those larger bait fish. We used to get them in Jacksonville off the tips of the jetties on the sabikis. I'll see them occasionally in Miami mixed in with the other silver bait fish um, you get with the cast net. Uh, but they have that distinctive thread fin and the noticeably darker greenback. So a lot, a lot of people call them greenies or greenbacks, uh, but they're a great bait fish. And, uh, you know, they're, they're one of my favorites for kings. Basically anything you'd use, a white bait, a pilchard, a menhaden, these, these baits are, are really good. But instead of running on the surface a lot, the bigger ones are, uh, you really need to target them with uh, sabiki rig. Tim, thoughts? Yeah, um, they're one of my favorite bait fish. Um, they make excellent uh, cut bait. Uh, really, really good cut bait for snappers, groupers. Um, I'll chum up tarpon with them. It's, it's one of my favorite things when I'm targeting tarpon off the beach to chum with. Um, sometimes that, it seems like that's all the fish want are thread fins. You can, you can have the white bait, you can have pinfish, you can have shrimp. But sometimes I've had on grouper bites and snapper bites where they only are eating those thread fins. It's, it's something that uh, I try to keep my freezer stocked full of them. I try to bring them offshore whenever I can. Um, I think I would like them even more if they could stay alive better. Uh, once you get them in the live well, they're just really, really tricky, really hard to, to keep them alive. Um, even with, you know, high flow, uh, um, live well pumps and and plenty of aeration they just do not survive in those live wells but um really really good bait i i go out once a year usually off the pier and i'll try to net up you know 40 50 pounds of them and uh and freeze them for the year so uh something that that i love for bait and um it, it's i got a bunch in my freezer right now and i'm actually stressing about it since you mentioned it i, I only got a couple gallon bags worth uh left so i got to get on those bad boys all right, guys, well, remember to like and subscribe um, on YouTube. Give us five stars on iTunes. We will hopefully have a longer show for you next week, but I can't make any promises. These next couple months are going to be crazy for me. Um, so hopefully come August, you know, I'll, I'll get some quality content and uh, maybe Tim can carry, carry some more weight in the meantime. Yeah, everybody. Uh, uh... Tanner's out here trying to, trying to, uh, you know, change up his personal life. He's got all stuff, all sorts of stuff going on, you know, so give us some likes, give us some five stars, you know, he's trying to get this done and uh, let's, uh, let's see what we can do. All right. Thanks everybody. See you next week.